Have you ever been within arm's reach of what you most desired without knowing it? That's how apartment investing was for me. I've been around real estate my entire life, literally. When I learned about passive investing through apartment syndication, my world completely changed. If the concept is new to you, you're not alone. The Ask Me How I Know podcast is about building your confidence to invest through mindset episodes and interviews with industry experts. With over 150 episodes and over 2,000 minutes of audio content with top investors, I have no doubt you'll be encouraged, inspired, and wow, catapulted to success. The most important part of all of this, you. I've gone out of my way to create content to help you achieve the life of your dreams. So listen to episodes and be certain to head over to juliehollycom to download those easy to digest resources like syndication made simple, the best books reading list, information on the five week book club, but most importantly, schedule a time for us to meet. Yes, I'm a podcaster. Yes, I might have a busy schedule, but I'm never too busy for my amazing listeners. So schedule a time for us to meet. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Ask Me How I Know. I just got back from an amazing um, real estate investing conference last weekend in Dallas, Texas, Dealmaker Live. I met a lot of new listeners there. I'm so grateful to have you here. And um, I just want to say you're amazing. And really, honestly, a lot of the people that I met and a lot of the experience that I, experiences that I had at that conference led to this exact podcast episode. I noticed that there were a lot of um, similar veins of thinking taking place as I was having conversations with people. And so I thought I'd record this specific mindset episode on three financial freedom traps. Yes, we get into these mental traps on how we perceive financial freedom and what that means in our lives. And today I want to take you a little bit deeper into that concept. Maybe you'll identify with one of these and that's going to help you level up um, because you're going to be able to push past it. Once we can see it, recognize it, identify it in our own lives, then we can start saying, whoa, uh, I see it and that's holding me back and I'm not going to allow that. All right. If you have not already hit that um, follow button or the subscribe, whatever it is where you're listening, please do that. The more people who subscribe, like, share, review, you know, all those things, that actually helps this podcast reach more people. And remember, my whole goal is to empower people to live these purposeful possibility lives. And you can help me do that. As we're talking about financial freedom and the traps that people fall into as they're pursuing their financial freedom, I want to start with exactly that. What is financial freedom? And guess what? That happens to be the very first trap. Now stick with me to the end because I want to see if you are trap number one, two, or three, or if you're totally free from all of these. But the first trap is how do you identify and how do you define what financial freedom means or is to you. You see, everyone has a financial freedom goal. And all of those goals really, I mean, I'm just going to say all goals are equal, but not all goals are the same. So as you're having conversations, and and I have lots of these conversations, but as we're having these conversations with people, we learn that um, maybe they are looking for a certain number of units. When I have 
at a thousand units, this is going to happen. Or when I have 2,000 units, or when I close my, you know, 15th deal, when I close my first deal, when I close my third, whatever it is, sometimes people quantify their financial freedom in these other numbers that can seem arbitrary because they don't align with your goals. Let me put this another way, because I have a lot of awesome listeners that are not real estate investors or apartment investors. But what if you had a financial freedom goal of, well, when my finance, when my 401k looks like this, I'll know I've, I've arrived. When I can buy that house, I'll know I've arrived. When I can take this vacation or, or put my kids into these programs right? Then I'll know I have financial freedom. A lot of people have different ideas of what financial freedom is. So when you're having these conversations, it can seem like it can seem very disconnected with other people. For example, I feel very disconnected when people in apartment investing uh, quantify their success or their financial freedom in the number of doors or units that they own. For, for my family, our goal is, is financial freedom through cash flow, right? As I was talking with my husband about this um, this past week, it was interesting. We were talking about how people define that financial freedom and what that number is. And the interesting part is that it's very uncomfortable for most people to talk about money and to be very overt about like, oh, well, I make X amount of money, you know, that's, that's my income a year or so it's not normal for people to walk up and say, oh, what's your goal? Well, you know, I'm already cash flowing at like, you know, 15,000 a month off my units and I'm trying to get to 20,000 a month. Most people are not comfortable throwing the numbers out there in the pool to say, this is my cash flow. This is my faith. And that's my stream of financial freedom. Okay. It's far easier for people to say, well, I have this many units, this many doors, but guess what? That's one of those traps is that when we don't have um, the same area that we're comparing to, we're not comparing apples and apples. Just because someone has a whole bunch of units doesn't mean they have a whole bunch of cash flow. <laughs> That's just reality. You might have a few duplexes that cash flow better than a 50-unit apartment building because who knows what your business plan is? Who knows what you purchased it for? Who knows what CapEx is going into it? There's so many, so many figures that go into that, which then in turn makes the people who own maybe duplexes feel a little intimidated, like, oh, these people have apartments and they're ahead of me. And so we have to stop some of these financial freedom traps, you know, of comparing our numbers to someone else's numbers because they're not the same numbers. In other terms that is not investing relating, I want to talk about it like this. Financial freedom isn't about how many things you have. So oftentimes we'll see the person and, oh, they just got a new car. Or, oh, they just got a new mountain bike or, or they just took this cool trip and they did this and that. And you see people living these lives that look a certain way. But I want to remind you, you don't know that they're actually financially free. 
you don't know that that's all on credit. So really keeping your focus on what financial freedom means to you. For my family, Steve and I are dedicated to creating a a cash flow that will be able to support our family so that we can really invest in people, so that we can empower people um, to really become the next best version of themselves. That's a really cool thing. So for us, cash flow is going to be king. We need to make sure that we are always increasing and that we're um, pushing our family in that way so that we can serve with our in our time for, uh, for other people. Really get granular on this. What's your number? Uh, my friend Jennifer Grimson, she has a podcast called Micro Empires. And she always asks her guests, you know, about their their relationship with money. If you haven't listened to this podcast, I highly recommend it. She's fantastic. And she really brings out so much authenticity in every one of her guests. But as she asks this question, most people don't know what that number is. So my question to you is, as you are pursuing financial freedom, have you actually worked the numbers? Do you actually know what your baseline number is for you to be stable and successful? That true freedom. And really, what does true freedom look like to you financially? You know, do you need to be able to go get a mani-pedi or do you need to be able, you know, to go out on your dirt bike, you know, on the weekend or buy some type of gear, right? Like, what does financial freedom look like to you? Is it just the bare bones number? Great, all the bills are paid and that makes me happy. Or is there some padding in there that you want for your lifestyle? I'm not sure. So I want you Well, I'm sure for me, I'm not sure about your goal, but it's important for you to take the time to really get um, clear. Clarity is key. It is paramount in this. So really get clear about what you are pursuing on your path of financial freedom. And once you have that locked in, you no longer need to look at other people and it's not a comparison. Here's the thing in life, it's not a zero sum game and it's not. If I, if I have financial freedom, they can't have financial freedom. Or if they have financial freedom, I can't have financial freedom. Everyone can have financial freedom who wants it and who wants to pursue it and make the sacrifices sometimes to write the path in order to get there. So it is for everyone and it doesn't need to be any type of comparison. And so whatever your financial freedom goals are, those are your goals and visualize that, be granular with it and map it out. But you know what? Here it comes. Remember, all goals are equal, but not all goals are the same. All right. Well, that's the first one about financial freedom. Oh, I just have to go into that a little bit further because really when I was at the, this conference this past weekend at Dealmaker Live, uh, Michael Blanc's conference in Dallas, Texas, when I was there, you know, you just, you hear a lot of different things. You see people presenting a certain way. And I'm going to say one of the things I noticed is that it really helped me redefine parts of my financial freedom goal. So when I see people suggesting they have financial freedom, but they are regularly traveling around needing to tend and monitor things, is that financial freedom? Are they still working? 
So a lot of people, I am totally going to digress for a moment, but I know this is going to um, work for a lot of you as you're thinking and processing through this. A lot of people are trying to leave their W-2 jobs and that to them is financial freedom. When I'm financially free, I will be able to leave my W-2 job. My husband has cautioned me regularly. He holds me by the ankles and keeps me anchored. And he regularly asks me, Julie, are you, are you giving yourself another job? This is like a normal question that he asks me because I have so many ideas and ambitions. And then he'll say, he'll let me, he will be express all my ideas. And then he'll say, are you giving yourself another job? Meaning Am I basically going back to a W-2 job? Sure, I'm the boss, but am I going back to another job? So the point and purpose of financial freedom, you if you're clear on what you're trying to obtain through that, then you can ask that question or whatever your question might be. Am I setting myself back to where I was so I'm no longer free? Or Am I making am I continually making choices that allow me to utilize this now newfound financial freedom to continue to grow um, in the dream and vision that I have? So this is a really important question to ask so that you're clear on it. Otherwise, you're gonna find that sure, you left your debut 2 but now you have more work on your plate than ever before. You don't want to do a swap necessarily. You want to be clear. Now, to be clear, I do work. I work a lot, but I'm in control of my time and it works for me and my family. And I love, absolutely love what I do. So, you know, you really need to understand the trade that you're making. Am I trading my W-2 for another job? And am I confusing that with financial freedom? really powerful, important question to be asking yourself. And for some of you, that might lead you to this concept of, wow, my financial freedom doesn't mean that I leave my W-2. My financial freedom looks like, and you go granular, okay? Really contemplate this. The second trap so many people fall into as they're pursuing financial freedom is what I like to call the linear order, the sequence of events that we would say when I used to teach elementary kids, you know, reading comprehension, like there's always a sequence. This is the beginning, this is the middle, and this is the end. And, you know, well-intentioned gurus will often create these, um, these classes and these, these opportunities for people to enter in and follow the sequence because after all, success leaves clues, right? <laughs> so you need to tap in. And if you just do this, if you follow this recipe and you start here and you do these steps, you will get to the finish line, which is, you know, the step one, you'll end up at step 10 and you're going to have everything that you want. I am going to throw a wrench in that wheel and be a spoiler and say, guess what? You might go from step one to step seven to step 10. I don't know what your background is and our past prepares us for our future. And so sometimes when we're looking at these linear order, these opportunities, we really have to temper that with, okay, this is a sequence. I already understand and know these things. Therefore, um, I can move through them quicker, or maybe I can just bypass them altogether. 
But the reality is not everyone has to go from um, in that linear progression. That can be a really horrible trap for high-performing professionals who are making transitions in their lives or trying to achieve things. Because I think, well, I just have to follow this recipe. I have to go in order, and this is what's going to happen. And when that doesn't happen, there's a lot of disappointment and a lot of confusion as to, wait, I did everything right. What's going on? So I want to encourage you that those orders are super helpful because they really do apply as a gross generalization to most people. But now you need to personalize the sequence and the order to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And this, again, is something that absolutely transcends real estate investing. It doesn't matter if you want to start one of those. um, It doesn't matter if you're starting some type of networking group. um, What are those? Those tiered marketing groups where, you know, it's like network marketing, I think is what it's called, right? So it's like you have a product and you sell it and it kind of spreads out from there. Like it doesn't matter what you're pursuing, understanding that there is a natural order, but you need to personalize that order to you, to your skills, to your experience, to your background. And you might spend more time at one point, but you might totally bypass other points. Here's the reality. A lot of people take these type of um, constructs And they make them these rigid barriers in their lives. Imagine if you're driving down the road and there's construction taking place and they have some of those cement barriers put up to, you know, protect the workers. Maybe they're expanding the road and it's more of a long-term project. So they have the cement ones up, not just the pylons. And as you're driving by, you just know I have to stay in this lane and be like super safe because there's this wall right here. Okay. Those guidelines that were given as we're learning something new, that's that's what they are. They're they're like bumpers, you know, to just keep us in the lane. But here's the thing: the lane could be really big. You can expand it out. You don't have to be rigid and you need to be flexible and willing to look at again your skills, your talents, your abilities, what you've accomplished in the past, and then keep that in mind as you are moving forward. So again, that second trap is, well, it's a linear progression, linear progression. I have to go from point A to, you know, and do step A, B, C, D, or one, two, three, in order to get to the finish line. And that's how it is. Think outside the box. Yes, success leaves clues. And not everybody had to follow it in this exact single formula. However, again, those are really helpful starting points and way markers that you can kind of gauge where am I at in this progression in the sequence? Am I progressing? Um, It provides that outside accountability or metrics to be able to say, well, here's where I was and now here's where I am. Okay, all right, I'm still staying the course. So utilize those type of templates as a tool to keep you on track, but don't allow them to become like this tunnel that you are absolutely trapped in. The third trap is very similar to that linear thinking, but it's it's a little it has a little twist to it. It's what I call this and that. 
well, if I do this, then that will happen. It's almost like turning on the light switch. Okay. I turn the light switch on, the lights go on. Hallelujah. I'm grateful for that. And when I flip the switch, the lights go off this, then that happens. So some people think in the, you know, in real estate investing, in order to invest in apartments, I need to first do a fix and flip, and then I need to rent out a single family house, and then I need to buy a duplex, and then I can, and they're going to take this, 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 I'm going to do this, and it will give me that. And that is going to allow me to do the next, this, and that. And this is constant, you know, leapfrogging over to get to your goals. Here's the thing. You don't have to do that. You can simply jump the line, almost like a fast pass at Disneyland. There are a lot of ways to jump the lines in real estate investing specifically. And part of that is, okay, well, let's leverage our skill sets, our tools. Let's look at who we know and what we can bring to the table. Maybe a lot of people, when they're first starting out, they don't have a lot of money, liquid capital or cash to invest in something. And so, you know what they do? They bring their skills, talents, time, and ability to the table, to a team, and they're able to contribute in that way. Too often people think, oh, well, I can't do that because I've got to do all of these other things first. I've got to save up my money before I can start buying apartments. There are a lot of different strategies to do this. Now, outside of investing, as always, this applies to everything. You know, we don't have to do this and that in order to live the life of our dreams. If we're doing that, we're probably going to be waiting around and spinning our wheels. And in all reality, this and that is often just an excuse to not get dirty and to not, you know, put the gloves on and do some of the hard, heavy lifting that needs to take place to live the life of our dreams. Here's the thing. The life of your dreams is truly at your fingertips, but you must believe You must have that deeper conviction that you can pursue and go do this. One book that I really like about this, and I haven't finished reading the whole thing, but at the beginning of Outwitting the Devil, um, written by Napoleon Hill, um, he talks about this turning point. I highly recommend that you take time to, um, I love the audio version of this. That's how I'm digesting this particular book. Um, Very interesting. It's a fun book to listen to, but he is divulging that he simply started taking these bets, if you will, on himself. He started listening to this inner voice, this calling. Um, And I think, you know, what I'm gaining from it, but I'm not sure if it's accurate. It seems actually like it has a spiritual element to it. Um, So anyhow, But like having this deeper belief and this understanding that you need to take those bets and those risks on yourself. And you can, when you have clarity over where you're going, what you want to accomplish and achieve, and um, the outcomes that you were looking for, then you're able to take those bigger risks on yourself. Guess what? There is nobody better to take a chance on than you. You know what you are capable of. And here's the thing. You're capable of so much more than you give yourself credit for. Don't hide behind empty excuses. Don't hide behind, um, you know, some false sense of um, humility. You know what you're doing. You are capable of accomplishing like 
powerful, extraordinary things. You simply need to believe and then be ready to receive that success on the other end. So believe, believe in your dreams. You were given those dreams and those goals and ambitions for a reason and for a purpose. Believe in them, take action on them, and then be able to receive the success that's at the end of uh, the rainbow, if you will. So I'm curious what other traps you might have um, found when it comes to that path to financial freedom. Again, some of the traps that I have found, and I was trying to leave it to three, and that would be, you know, all goals are equal. Not all goals are the same. So be clear about what your concept of what financial freedom means. The next thing is, it's not linear. Financial freedom isn't, you have to do these exact steps in this exact order. So where do you need to change some of your thinking and um, kind of take the straight jacket off so that you can breathe a little bit and see, wow, you know, if you have a straight jacket on, never done that before, that creeps me out. But if you had a straight jacket on, you know, maybe it constricts your breathing a little bit and you can't get that oxygen you need to think well. And so like, man, lighten yourself up a little bit so that you can breathe, get that fresh air, proverbially speaking, so that you can see the possibilities out there. And finally, remember, it's not a trade. It's not this and that. I have to do this in order to get that. It doesn't always work that way. Dream big because big things are going to happen in your life. You are absolutely capable. Live in that world of purpose and possibility. Take chances on yourself because you're the best person to take a chance on. Have you joined the investor list? I know you've heard me talk about this before and invite you to it, but I want you to know how important it is. It's crucial that if you are interested in jumping on some of the investments that are coming up, it is critical that you are on that investor list. This is just one of those um, boxes that we have to check to ensure that we are compliant with the SEC guidelines. So if you haven't already um, jumped over to julieholly.com, from there you can get to the Three Keys Investments website and hop onto that investor list. It is critical and I have some really great opportunities coming up that I don't want anybody to miss out on. So please make sure you head over to julieholly.com, hop on that investor list, let's schedule a time to talk, And let's get you um, catapulted into every goal of yours to wrap up 2021 in a really powerful way. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And I hope this served you well. If it did, will you just drop me a note, like rate this five stars, drop a review um, and share it with someone that you know, because the more people who are um, empowered and shifting that line in their mind of, of what they can achieve, and achieve again, I just have to clarify for all of my awesome new listeners, like achieving doesn't mean uh, that you're necessarily having something tangible, but just really becoming whole, complete and being able to share that with the world. So thank you everyone for joining me. Thank you all these awesome new listeners um, who've joined the show. And I look forward to seeing everyone at other live events. And I look forward to seeing y'all over on social media. And remember, drop me a line, julieholly.com. You're awesome. Go find your freedom.